Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, back with you for a Friday edition of the TCK Pod, a.k.a. Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Friday, which means we're bringing back Chris Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast to break down the TCK Pod recap from Week 9, preview of Week 10. Chris, second time on the podcast this week. Nice to have you as a regular, buddy. How are you? Doing all right, man. Very excited to be on for our Friday night recap. And I'll just say, uh, to start things off, I've had some moments in my life where I've been mad at Tom Brady, and uh, this week is one of those weeks, so we'll get into it. We'll talk about week nine. Yikes. Well, let's start right off the bat here. So, Chris, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last handful of months here, uh, you understand Chris is East Coast. I'm West Coast. Today, uh, he's going to pull a a half shift, so he's going to rock the veterans breakdown and bail off, and I'm going to take us home with the rookie division. So, if you're waiting for the rookie division, you can skip ahead here, um, and Chris will be out and I'll be rolling solo on that. Otherwise, stay tuned for the rest of the episode. Chris, before we uh, let you go, though, let's um, make sure that you remind all the TCK Potters where we can find all of your content. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm one of the co-hosts of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. You can go check us out on all the notable platforms and Apple, Google, Spotify. And you can also go check us out over on our social media handles, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Commish FFP. And if you don't know already, go cop yourself a newsletter. Uh, it's called The Playbook on our website. You can go sign up, put your name, your email address in. It's at www.thecommissbrand.com. Folks, that is a free, a free drop every single Tuesday. Make sure you go get your hands on that. Chris, Josh, and the rest of the crew put a lot of work into that. Go cop one. All right, man. Episode 304 of the TCK. Let's get right into this. I know you got to get going. So let's dial it back to last week and recap really quickly here on some scores and go through the veteran division of the TCK Pod Listener League and update the statings. We only have about four weeks left until the playoffs, so this is the push. Reminder to everybody, we're doing something unique this year with the double leagues. The bottom four teams at the end of the season before playoffs, the bottom four teams in the standings will move down to the rookie division. The top four teams of the rookie division will move up to the veteran division for next year. Chris, let's get into it and recap a couple of scores. Last week, Hawk Dolliday got the win over Pelkey, 103 to 99. Hayden Zeke gets upset there by uh, no so for you. They're tied in first place there, 118 115. Then we got Curly and Paul. Paul gets a big win, 175 to 115 over Curly. Lucas and D. Stancato had a nail biter under 100 points, a field goal fest in fantasy football, 98 to 93. Daniel gets the win there. Drew Reb and Brady for Prez. Brady for Perez gets the big one, 145 to 114. And the marquee matchup game of the week, TCK over the commish by five 
points. Chris, I assume you want to talk about this. <laughs> 104 to 99. What went wrong here, my man? Dude, it's it's Tom Brady. I mean, he puts up a ne- he puts up negative points for the week. I, I, there's no excuse for it. Like your quarterback in a super flex league, when all you need is ten points, and I had two guys going, I had James White uh, happening on Monday night, and he obviously couldn't. You know, I wasn't expecting much out of, out of James White. I need ten points from Tom Brady, and you know, look for for context, Ryan Tannehill just played on Thursday night, who put up about ten points, and he played a terrible game. I mean, the whole Titans offense was not existent, but he still managed to put up ten points. So the fact that Tom Brady puts up negative points, puts me in the hole. I could have been in first place, I think, or close to it. Because as far as I'm concerned, this league is wide open right now. Like, you know, two wins one way or the other or two losses, you know, one way or the other. And, you know, you're, you're either at the top of the list or at the bottom. So league's wide open. Tom Brady can't pull it off for me in, uh, in week nine, fortunately. I totally agree, man. And Hayden Zeke and Noso for you are up at the top here at six and three. They had the uh, the the you know the afternoon game of the week, if you will. Uh, they were going for first place there, and no so for you gets the win over Hayden Zeke to get to sixty three tied in first. Then we have a one two three four five six team tie in second place at five and four. Anything can happen. <laughs> Hawk Dolliday, myself, you guys, Lucas, Brady for Prez, and Paul all at five and four. Curly and Daniel in the middle at four and five, and then Pelkey and Drew Reb at two and seven. So anything can happen here. Let's jump right into the week 10 matchups. We'll start with mine really quickly, and hopefully you can help me uh, make a uh, make a decision here that I'm a little uh, uneasy with, I guess, so far. So Ryan Tannehill went already. He's my super flex quarterback, so he's got 12 points. Down game for the, uh, for the Titans, but hopefully that's a good enough floor. And then I've got Joe Mixon, who is probably not going to play in this game, so i got to fill that slot. I'll get to that in a second. Kareem Hunt, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Devonte Adams, Logan Thomas, Travis Fulgham, and Justin Herbert, the rest of my squad. I'm thinking of Zach Moss or Jamichael Hasty filling in for um, Joe Mixon, or if I can get him back in the game, it'll be Nick Chubb. Couple of questions, Chris, asking for myself. If Nick Chubb is active, are you comfortable enough this week off of five weeks out to fire him up right away? If not, who would you go with Zach Moss or Jamichael Hasty? Yeah, I like Nick Chubb better than Hasty and Zach Moss. Uh, I, I just don't know Zach Moss's role in the game. Although Devin Singletary hasn't really been playing that well, so he could see more workload. I don't like Hasty, man. I don't know. I, I think that New Orleans defense is stingy on the, you know, against the run. Um, and I, you know, we just went through the the true strength of schedule stats, and they're pretty they're pretty good. So I'm a little bit nervous about playing any running back uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, dude. I'd roll with Chubb, and if he can get you, you know, ten points, twelve points, I think that's good. I agree. And of course he can explode as well. There is a plus matchup against Houston. So assuming Joe Mixon misses this game, which it looks that way. And Joe Mix or uh, Nick Chubb is active. I will be swapping those two guys on the other side, going up against Hawk Dolliday. Again, we were both five and four going with your boy, Josh Allen, James Robinson, Rojo, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Robert Tunyon, Cooper cup and Lamar Jackson, really solid squad, but a lot of questionable tags on this one. Yeah, a lot of questionables, and, and unfortunately, his bench is also kind of riddled with injuries as well. Uh, so he doesn't have a ton of great options. He's got, you know, Gaskin on IR. Um, you know, Justin Jackson's out. It, you know, so I think he, I think he just needs a lot of those questionables to go to, to go healthy in the next couple of days. We'll see what happens, and we'll have to uh, make some last minute um, last minute moves here if you got any injuries. So make sure to be careful about that, of course. Next up, we got No So For You going up against Drew Reb. No So For You, again, with the big win over Hyden Zeke, moves 
to a first place tie six and three and drew reb and the seller at two and seven no sir for you had two point four points from trey burt or excuse me 5.4 points from trey burton last night and then he's got drew Brees, mike davis who will get the start with christian mccaffrey out again jk dobbins nuke hopkins terry mclaurin chase claypool and joe burrow yeah good squad here it's unfortunate that he has to keep christian kirk on the bench against buffalo i think that christian kirk has a great game eric actually has him in our start and sit episode that uh, released today as his start of the week. So Christian Kirk, I think is going to have a nice game going to get, you know, going against whoever is, you know, not, I think Trey white's out for Buffalo. So whoever the third cornerback is in that team, I don't, I just don't see how, how uh, Murray doesn't find him, you know, in the end zone. So uh, it's, I agree. maybe, I agree. maybe, maybe you switch him out. Yeah. I was going to say maybe just switch Claypool. Yes. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's a couple plus matchups on his bench. He's got Henry Ruggs, uh, who, of course, is not going to get the targets, but could have a big play. And then Jalen Reger as well, coming off a bye, who's looked good pretty pretty nicely. I think, you know, Chase Claypool's the play there. I mean, he only needs one big play, and he's he's been getting the work lately, and we can't trust yep. Deontay Johnson to stay on the field. Uh, so it should be somewhat of a shootout here with the uh, Steelers and the Bengals. All right, let's jump over to the other side here. Drew Reb going with Cousins, Josh Jacobs. He's got to find somebody to fill in for David Johnson, who's out with that concussion. Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill on a bye. we got to fill that spot as well. And then uh, Jared Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Noah Fant. So let's find him a running back, and let's find him a wide receiver. So he's got DJ Chark, who I'd throw in, or John Brown. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, Chris. And then running backs-wise, he's looking at Gus Edwards or uh, on Johnson. He had uh, Jonathan Taylor on the bench, and uh, thankfully for him, he did not start Jonathan Taylor. So John Brown mm-hmm. or DJ Chark instead of uh, Tyreek Hill and then Gus Edwards or carry on Johnson filling in for David Johnson. Yeah, I'd go with DJ Chark here. I think LaVisca Chenault is going to be out uh, for this game. So likely going to see more volume towards G- DJ Chark. So I like that play. Uh, and then I, yeah, I'd, I'd start Gus Edwards. I don't, I don't like the carry on Johnson play. I, I don't like his role in uh, in Detroit and I don't think that they have a good matchup with uh, against Washington. So Gus Edwards. Likewise, and carry on's about the third option there. And uh, again, lucky, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I expect there to be a, a, a nice game for um, for Gus Edwards against the uh, uh, Break New England Patriots. <laughs> well, exactly. And I'm trying to figure out like if that's a plus matchup because it just hasn't been for all these years. But it really is. I'm gonna at this go. Point. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. It is gonna be a plus matchup. And the reason I'm gonna say that is because you know, again, we went over this in the the strength of, uh, strength of schedule episode. Uh, good shot that Belichick takes Mark Andrews right out of the game. They've been, they've been really, really good against the tight end. And I think they're going to allow the the Ravens to run the ball a bit and just kind of, you know, allow uh, um, uh, Lamar Jackson to, to beat them with, you know, with the, uh, with the throw if they have to. So um, it's possible that Gus Edwards gets some work and he might find the end zone. Yeah. I think that's going to be a close game. And you think the Patriots have a shot? It's possible. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the Ravens haven't looked great on offense I mean, they're still good on defense. So it really will depend on, what Cam Newton can do for the Pats offense. I actually think that I think that that's the X factor. It's less to me about what Baltimore can do and more about if Cam Newton can, you know, find a way to win the game. Sure. All right, let's move on to Curly and Brady for Prez. Curly at four and five. Brady for Prez, five and four. Curly has a couple empty slots here waiting to get some last minute info. So let's see if we can help him out. Curly's got Aaron Rodgers, Chase Edmonds. He needs an extra running back. He's got DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Dallas Goddard back for the Eagles and an empty flex spot. And then Jared Goff, who's my start of the week 
uh, up against Seattle Seahawks in the super flex. So let's Chris see if we can find him a running back and a flex option. He's got Latavius Murray, Kenyon Drake, assuming that he plays uh, David Montgomery, assuming he plays, he's got Cam Akers, uh, Rashard Higgins, and then Jonah Smith went for nine and a half last uh, last night. So he's out. So not a ton of options, but I think he's just waiting to see if Kenyon Drake and or David Montgomery end up playing with these uh, questionable designations. Yeah, it seems like I think Montgomery's going to be closer to starting than Drake is, but I, I think they'll both be ready. What do you think? Um, I am not as I'm not as confident in Kenyon Drake, and even if he does play, I think Chase Edmonds is going to get uh, enough work, aka Cheese Almonds, uh, on the the uh, commission crew. Um, David Montgomery, I mean, whether he plays or not, I'm not very excited about him on Monday Night Football. He does have an extra day, but I think Cordero Patterson and Ryan Null are going to get work as well. And the reality is, I mean, Minnesota has been playing much, much better. So I think probably after the second quarter, the bears are going to be playing from behind and that's just not the game script that David Montgomery wants. And uh, I honestly just think he's going to be a little bit phased out. So I would like to lean away from David Montgomery, but if Kenyon Drake doesn't play and Montgomery does play, uh, I think that he is, he's going to be in there. Okay, let's move on to the next game here. We got you and Lucas, marquee matchup of the week. How are you feeling about this off the bat? Yo, can you hear me? <laughs> yep, yep. I yeah. lost I lost you there. Yeah, I lost you there for a second, dude. Uh, oh, no, yeah, you were, not you were talking about the – Yeah. I was just going Go into the uh, – the game script there on uh, Monday night football between the bears and the Vikings, just thinking that David Montgomery is going to get phased out eventually anyway, with the Vikings playing much better and basically having uh, Kenyon Drake being my option if he is healthy, but I just don't think he will be. So you might have to lean on David Montgomery if he comes out of that concussion, but either way, not feeling great about either of those options. But you know, again, yep. if you, if you got to play him, you got to play him. I agree with you, man. Yeah. Same thing here. I mean, if Montgomery does play, hopefully, you know, he gets, he gets some of that passing volume uh, and stays healthy enough to stay, you know, to play, to play in the game. Right. All right, man. This is a, uh, we got a big one um, with your matchup, but let's get into the other two first and then we'll end up with you and Lucas with the big matchup this week. So let's go with Hayden Zeke and Dee Stancato here instead. So Hayden Zeke still up in front, even with that loss last week, still uh, pacing the pack at six and three, Daniel trying to make a bit of a comeback at five and four. We'll go with Hayden Zeke first. He's got Russell Wilson, James Conner, Gio Bernard filling in for Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, um, Tyler Lockett, Darren Waller, Jarek McKinnon, and Phillip Rivers went for 17 last night. Yeah, good team. I mean, you know, he's got some guys out. He's got Zeke on a bye. He's got Christian McCaffrey out. So, uh, you know, if he can sneak by and, you know, make it to the playoffs relatively intact, you know, he's in, hopefully, you know, he gets CMC for a couple of weeks and, and, you know, I think Dalton with Dalton, I think Zeke's going to pick up his play a little bit. I know he's been down and people are trying to say buy low. And, you know, there's been a lot of crazy ass trades that I've seen with Zeke over the past couple of days with uh, in, in between leagues. So I think Zeke picks it up. Um, but as long as his team stays healthy, I, I like him this week. He's got a good team. Yeah. Hayden Zeke. I mean, on his bench, he's got Matt Stafford, Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Wayne Gallman, Curtis Samuel, and Julio Jones, all pretty much starters when active. He's also got Zach Ertz on IR. So when everybody gets healthy, he is definitely, uh, I think he's got the best roster in the league. Absolutely. It's just a matter of who shows up. All right, mm -hmm. let's go with D Stancato on the other side, Deshaun Watson, Melvin Gordon, 
Duke Johnson filling in for David Johnson, uh, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Evan Ingram, Robert Woods, and Carson Wentz off the bye. Yeah, so what's interesting about this matchup here is that uh, uh, Sincato has a lot of plus matchups. So Robert Woods playing Seattle. He's got Carson Wentz playing the Giants. And Evan Ingram versus Philly, who's not that great against tight ends. Um, Jarvis Landry against Houston, who's got a terrible defense. Melvin Gordon against you know the Raiders, who are not too good on the ground. So a lot of good plus matchups. He, he could squeak one out here. I agree. And if he can get this upset, that would be huge for the league. And that would be huge for uh, Stancato <laughs> as well. So uh, we're all pulling for him. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he can, hopefully he can take him down. All right, man, let's get into Paul and Pelkey. Paul rolling out Cam Newton, JD McKissick, Dalvin Cook, Robbie Anderson, Chris Godwin, Mike Kosicki, Juju Schuster, and Darrell Henderson. Yeah. Stack team here. I like it. Uh, Juju's found some life over the past couple of weeks. So he was borderline sits for a lot of people and Eric and you sky both had him as a sit in back-to-back weeks, but he's been, you know, he's been showing up. So, so that's good. Um, yeah. I think he just needs to get some, some flow here with Robbie Anderson and Chris Godwin to make a good push. He's obviously got, you know, Dalvin cook. And I think McKissick has a great week this week. He was my start of the week against Detroit. I think he's going to see a lot of passing work from Alex Smith. So um, yeah, good, good squad here. Good squad in week 10. He did pick up Alex Smith off the waivers, who is going to be the starter for Washington for the foreseeable future. Would you trust him against Detroit over Darrell Henderson um, as the running back? Again, in the Superflex League, you usually play that quarterback. Uh, but do you think that Alex Smith is going to be able to put enough put up enough numbers in a pretty conservative offense? Yeah, I, I always tend to play quarterbacks over a positional player, especially in Superflex. So by default, I would probably play him. Um, and he does have the plus matchup against Seattle as far as I uh, sorry, as far um, excuse me, against Detroit, as far as defense is going, Detroit's been pretty terrible against running backs, but that's actually why I have JD McKissick as the sort of start of the week, because against running backs, I do think that they're, you're going to see a lot of sort of over the middle passes to JD McKissick, which is going to help Alex Smith bottom line. So I don't know that Daryl, uh, Daryl Henderson is the answer for QB here or in the QB flex spot. I would probably go with Alex Smith, but that's me. I, it's just kind of my default principle. I, I agree. And JD McKissick, to your point, and you may have mentioned this in your start of the week column, 22 targets in the last two games with Alex Smith. That's an average of 11. He had 14 targets last week. Um, I expect JD McKissick to be a huge PPR option moving down the stretch here, kind of under the radar. So if you can make a last minute move for him, um, in any league, if you got a trade deadline coming up, he might be a nice kind of a free piece to trade for down the stretch there with the PPR upside with Alex Smith. All right, man, let's move into the game of the week. And it's got your name on it one more time. The commission crew hosting the defending champion, a.k.a. Lucas Kaser, the uh, co-host here on the TCK pod. Lucas had 11 points last night from Derrick Henry. I assume he was expecting about double that. And you had three points coming in from <laughs> Uh, coming in from AJ Brown could have been about maybe 15 points. If he hauls in that 70 yard touchdown down the sideline, but he did not. So we'll see what happens. Kind of underwhelming performances from two of your top studs. We'll see what happens here. Let's start with Lucas's team. And then we'll finish out with yours, Chris Lucas rolling out his uh, hometown Broncos, drew lock uh, Deandre Swift. Henry went last night again, uh, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, Darnell Mooney and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, it's a good team, right? I think, um, again, a lot of good matchups here. I, dude, I think DJ Moore is the X factor for pretty much anybody who has DJ Moore. If DJ Moore can show up and put up 15 to 20 points, then that team is likely going to be okay. DJ Moore doesn't show up. 
then you're going to be, you know, you're going to be kind of screwed like me and AJ Brown this week. So I agree. That's going to be close. He's got Darnell Mooney, who has been, I think one of the better young awesome. receivers who has, yeah, he gets no love because his quarterback is horrendous. Um, mm-hmm. But he is constantly open. Uh, he's kind of, he, he, he's reminding me this year of kind of a Hollywood Brown, you know what I mean? Like has the big play potential constantly open, just can't get the ball to him, unfortunately. And as you mentioned earlier, I think that the Patriots are going to take away Mark Andrews as that main weapon in that offense. So uh, I think uh, I like your matchups more so than Lucas, but of course anything can happen is a big matchup here. Chris, we'll end off with your team here. Tom Brady rolling with them again, throwing out the, uh, the trust <laughs> of the old vet against Carolina. We have Philip Lindsay, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, again, just three points on one catch for 21 yards Dropped a 70-yard touchdown there down the sideline. Will Fuller, TJ Hawkinson, Michael Thomas. Hopefully he can come through with a big game against my Niners and the ever-reliable Cole Beasley. Looks like you have Matt Ryan on the bench. So uh, you're going to have to go with a non-quarterback in that super flex position that we just talked about. Yeah, so I'm going to see what quarterbacks are available if I can pick one up. But uh, yeah, for now, I'm going to go with Cole Beasley in that flex spot. Uh, yeah, dude, unfortunately, AJ Brown, uh, put up the 3.1 points this week is fucking killing me. So, uh, <laughs> it's like a dagger in the heart when the dude drops a pass with nothing but green grass in front of him. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but no, I do have a lot of good matchups coming up. So I'm hoping that, you know, Michael Thomas finds his footing. We've got Miles Sanders coming back. So the squad is starting to get healthy. I don't think Chris Carson's ready to roll, but I'm hoping by the time the playoffs start, you know, and we'll make the playoffs that, you know, we'll have Carson and, and Thomas and Sanders and, you know, Brown will find himself and, you know, Will Fuller will continue to stay hot. So that's the plan, man. So, yeah, we're only down by four to, to Lucas, who, you know, kind of didn't get really what he wanted or needed from Derrick Henry. So we're in contention here. Yeah, I agree. And again, if if Tom Brady can bounce back after a, really a, a career worse uh, performance last week, um, if he can do well, I think you're going to be OK. And let's see if Miles Sanders and Philip yeah. Lindsay can uh, can pull it up. All right, Chris, I know you got to get going, man. I appreciate you uh, sticking around here. Best of luck this week. And uh, one more time, let everybody know where we can find the commission crew and then we'll catch you next week. All right, man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate everyone who's in the lead that we're playing against. And obviously who listens to TCK pod. Uh, If you want some, uh, some laid back content, some banter, on fantasy football, go check us out uh, on our podcast, the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast, over on Apple, Spotify, Google, you know, Amazon Music, Stitcher, wherever you get all your podcasts from. Go check us out there, and uh, go check us out over on our social media handles at the Commission FFP, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, on TikTok, and of course our website www.thecommissionbrand.com. All right, Sky, appreciate it, bud. Appreciate you too, buddy. Take the hell of boys. We say hi and have a great weekend. You too, man. Thank you. Bye. All right, y'all, let's jump into the rookie side. Before we go there, we are going to just ask you one more time to please leave a five-star rating for the TCK Pod podcast, wherever you listen to it, a.k.a. Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find our rankings and articles as well at tckpod.com. Find us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. Big thanks to Chris. Always coming on on the Fridays. Again, uh, he usually has to take a work break or coming in just after work because I'm doing this with just uh, the nature of our recording schedule um, and we got that three-hour gap. So always a pleasure to have Chris and the rest of the um, commish crew on. If you missed our 300th episode, dial it back to Monday and uh, check out our True Strength of Schedule episode with myself and Lucas and then Chris and Josh McDonough of 
the commission FFP. We broke down kind of a new formula that we're trying to put uh, a season behind with the strength of schedule and really find out if it matters and what it means preseason, midseason, turning into the playoffs and postseason strength of schedule information to really dial into that. And uh, there's a lot of uh, kind of deep dive information there um, in the three end episode that came out on Monday. So dial it back if you haven't checked that one out just yet. And please go support the boys over to commission FFP. There really is a free email list, a free email list that comes out their playbook every single Tuesday, just drop them a DM, sign up for that. It drops out. They spend a lot of time and energy and effort into that. Um, a lot of great golden nuggets there for free. Go check them out, subscribe to their podcast. And of course, follow them on social media as well. All right, let's turn the page to the rookie division here. Had a big game, a couple big games here, and um, really starting to pull away in first place here with Dweez and Josh, the TZK and Kamish representatives in this league. Again, the top four teams for the rookie league at the end of the season will move up to the veteran league, and the bottom four for the veteran league will move down to the rookie league next season. So there's a lot on the line in this one. Let's jump right into the recap from week nine. Dweez gets another win, 117 to 97 over Funk. Team Wagon and Shep go up. Shep almost got that first win. Drops to 0-9, unfortunately. Uh, loses just by five points to Team Wagon. Moves to 4-5. and five. Wolfpack and Josh, the commish, go up against each other. And Wolfpack was very close from dethroning the first place Josh, but he comes up short 115-111. to 111. Ulysses and Mamba go up against each other. Ulysses, a huge win, 183 to 110, the high score on the week. Sack Attack and J-Care have a big um, game there. Sack Attack gets the upset win, moves to 3-6, and 107-97. J-Care falls to 6-3. and three. And Megatron and Weston have a big one there. Weston drops his um, fifth in a row, I believe, maybe 1-5 over the last six games. Started 3-0 and there, and Megatron gets a win to move to 111-106. Uh, Megatron moves to 5-4. and four. Update on the rookie standings here. Um, Josh and Dweez are both seven and two, sitting at the top of the league. Ulysses and Jake Hare right behind them at six and three. Megatron and B Funk at five and four. Weston, Wolfpack, and Wagon are at four and five. And then Mamba and Sack Attack at three and six. And Shep still looking for that first win at O and nine. Let's move into the week 10 matchups here. We'll start with Weston and Dweez. Weston rolling out Russell Wilson, Daryl Henderson, Devin Singletary, Chase Claypool, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Higby, Antonio Brown, and Nick Foles. I like the squad a lot. He does have a couple teams on by. He's got CEH and um, Tyreek Hill, as well as Calvin Ridley, Michael Gallup, all on by. So had to kind of do a patchwork. This week, Russell Wilson, of course, automatic. Uh, Darrell Henderson, we just mentioned kind of our concerns there with Seattle if he's not healthy. Devin Singletary, not crazy about him just because we're not sure what that workload's going to be against Arizona. But I do like Chase Claypool, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Antonio Brown's matchups there. So hopefully Nick Foles can come through with him at the uh, Superflex position. So going up against Dweez in first place here, going with Derek Carr, Melvin Gordon, James Robinson, Cooper Cup, assuming he's healthy, uh, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Reed, filling in for George Kittle, Travis Fulgham, and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray and uh, Derek Carr, great spot starts this week, and plus matchups, Melvin Gordon should be fine against the Raiders. James Robinson, the number four 
fantasy football running back right now. Excellent story there in Jacksonville. Cooper Cup is automatic, assuming he's healthy. If not, keep an eye on Josh Reynolds. And then we have Justin Jefferson uh, against Chicago. Chicago's secondary has been very, very good, but we know that it only takes one play for Justin Jefferson. Jordan Reed, if he gets targeted, should be fine. And Travis Fulgham as well in a plus matchup there for the Eagles. Next up, we have Sack Attack and Wagon. Sack Attack at three and six. Wagon at, th- at four and five. Sack Attack rolling out Stafford. Demont, assuming he's healthy, it's got to fill in for somebody with Christian McCaffrey out this week. Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Eric Ebron, Chase Edmonds, and DK Metcalf. Looks like he's probably going to have to go with Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins, J.D. McKissick, or James White to fill in for uh, Christian McCaffrey. I personally would go with J.D. McKissick. Uh, the Lions have given up the second most points to fantasy running backs. And J.D. McKissick, again, as I mentioned with Chris, 14 targets last week and 22 over the last two games with Alex Smith. So that could be your spot start for Christian McCaffrey. Wagon rolling out Jake Luton, the rookie, getting the second matchup here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's got Josh Jacobs. He's got a fill-in for somebody for Joe Mixon, Mike Williams, Devontae Parker, Logan Thomas, Marquise Brown, and Josh Allen. He's got Matt Ryan on the bench. Looking like his options are pretty slim at running back. Unfortunately, carry on Johnson, Adrian Peterson out of those two. I would go with Adrian Peterson. He might be able to find somebody off a waiver at this point, but it's probably going to be a bit dire, unfortunately. But he could move either LaVisca Chenault or Joe Mixon onto the bench and then pick up a uh, waiver move there. So we'll see what happens. But if he has to go with Peterson or carry on, I'm going to go with AP in that matchup. All right, let's move on to Josh going up against Jake Hare. This is a big one here. Again, uh, Jake Hare into second place, right behind Josh at first place. This is the game of the week in the rookie division. Josh, unfortunately, not off to a great start with Ryan Tannehill, only 11.7 fantasy points, but still favored to win in this one. He's also got James Conner, Alvin Kamara, Brandon Cooks, Keenan Allen, Dallas Goddard, Rob, uh, Robert Woods, and Justin Herbert. So still a very good squad for uh, Josh, but not a great uh, start there from Ryan Tannehill. Jake Kerr going with Tom Brady, Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Boyd, Mark Andrews, Emmanuel Sanders, and Drew Locke. Really solid squad here. Again, we just talked about the concern with Tom Brady coming off a, a career-worst game last week, and Carolina's secondary, very, very good um, against quarterbacks and wide receivers. So we'll see if he can bounce back there. Um, looks like Joe Burrow he has on the bench up against Pittsburgh. Sounds kind of crazy, but I might lean Joe Burrow, to be honest with you, over Tom Brady this week uh, in that matchup, if possible. I just think it might be, um, I don't know about safe, uh, but I think that there's going to be more of a shootout with the Steelers and the Bengals, so you might get more out of Joe Burrow. Also, he adds that uh, ever-important rushing upside there for fantasy football. All right, let's move to Megatron and Mamba. Megatron at 5-4, and four, Mamba at 3-6. and six. Uh, Megatron's got Big Ben, assuming he plays coming off of the COVID uh, scare. I think he will be fine against uh, Cincinnati. So Big Ben, as of right now, in there. Philip Lindsay, Chris Carson, assuming he's healthy. Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, Noah Fant, John Brown, and Philip Rivers went for 17 points there. Uh, she's got Patrick Mahomes and Gus Edwards on a bye with Julio Jones and Mike Kosicki as well. So I have to kind of patchwork an offense there, I think. She'll be just fine, assuming that um, Big Ben at least plays, and Chris Carson will see. If Chris Carson can't go, looks like we're going to have to roll out uh, probably Gus Edwards against New England. Next up, we have Mamba. 
with 21 points from the collective of Derrick Henry and John Smith. Also has Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Swift, um, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, and Allen Robinson. We need another flex position with David Johnson out. So looks like we could potentially see Teddy Bridgewater fitting into that super flex. Miles Sanders is available now. Cole Beasley, Richard Higgins, a handful of options there for Mamba. So I assume that's going to be changed. So Mamba could have an opportunity to get the upset here this week. Two more matchups. Let's go with Ulysses and Shep. Shep, again, looking for that first win. Ulysses at six and three, looking to uh, stay in second place or maybe leapfrog into first, depending on what happens with the top teams. Ulysses rolling out Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Devontae Adams, Will Fuller, Evan Ingram, Brandon Ayuk, and Carson Wentz. Really solid squad here. Also has Baker Mayfield, who I think is a plus matchup against Houston, but I would also go with uh, Carson Wentz and um, Aaron Rodgers, of course, versus Jacksonville. And on the other side, Shep rolling out Cam Newton, Rex Burkhead, Antonio Gibson, Michael Thomas, Marvin Jones, filling in for Kenny Galladay, doing uh, very well with Galladay out over their careers. Darren Waller, Judas Schuster, and Daniel Jones. Really solid squad here from, uh, from Shep. I mean, he's got a good team. Uh, he had Michael Thomas out, of course, up until last week, but just uh, getting beat every week. But the team itself is actually quite solid, so maybe he can get an upset here and get back, um, get in that win column. All right, finally, we have Wolfpack and Team Funk. Four and five for Wolfpack, five and four for Team Funk. Wolfpack rolling out Jared Goff, Kareem Hunt, Mike Davis, Mike Evans, Robbie Anderson, Hunter Henry, Jerry Judy, and Lamar Jackson. Gio Bernard on the bench right now, but filling in for Joe Mixon. So would you make a move with Gio Bernard over Mike Davis, over Kareem Hunt, over Jerry Judy, or Lamar Jackson? I might, uh, I might flop him in over Jerry Judy, but I do think he's currently got the best squad out there. So Wolfpack looking pretty good and favored heavily in this one so far. Funk rolling out Drew Brees, Duke Johnson, Jamal Williams, Curtis Samuel, uh, A.J. Brown put up that three points, Rob Gronkowski, Adam Thielen, and Nick Mullins going against the Saints. On the bench, he's got Naheem Hines on the Saints or on the bench. Unfortunately, of course, went with that huge 28 and a half fantasy points last night. So huge move there if you happen to start Naheem Hines out of desperation. Got uh, Mari Cooper, Debo Samuel, and uh, let's see, CeeDee Lamb on the bench. Kenyon Drake potentially could pop in there if he's healthy. We'll see what happens. But as of right now, I do think Funk has the best squad that he has available. So we'll see what happens there. Again, a quick recap of the current standings. Josh Dwee's up in first place. Ulysses and Jake Karen second. Megatron and B Funk in third. And then Weston, Wolfpack, and Wagon in fourth place at four and five. Mamba and Sack Attack at three and six. Holding up the rear. And Shep looking for that first win. All right, y'all, that is the TCK recap of week nine and preview of week 10. Big thanks to Chris and the Kamish FFP crew for jumping off for the first half. Again, he and I are making the most of our, uh, our uh, time situation. So always a pleasure to have him and the rest of the team on. Again, make sure you go check out Monday's episode, episode 300, which was a uh, preview of what we have going on with our true strength of schedule uh, platform and something that we're trying to kind of create in the fantasy landscape. So hopefully it brings value to you. It's about an hour and a half episode, but it's chock full of information. 
go check that out and nerd out a little bit with us. If you're a numbers person, if you're analytically based in your research and the way you play fantasy football, that episode is for you. Make sure you go check out the commish, uh, go support them. Um, commish FFP on social medias, go check out their podcast as well. Great guys, good family affair over there. Very entertaining. Go check them out. Absolutely. Um, multiple episodes a week and go sign up for their free, um, playbook that you get every single Tuesday comes in the email there for free. Go check it out and uh, tell them I sent you uh, to get an extra, extra attaboy. So appreciate you. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Leave a five-star rating if you think we deserve it. Also leave a honest comment. We always appreciate that. Follow us on social media at Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod updated rankings and articles, as well as that brand new strength of schedule sheet available at tckpod.com. Go check that out. Episode 304 in the books for my man, Chris Benavides and the wrist of the commish fantasy football podcast crew. I'm your host, Scott Guasco. Best of luck this weekend. Check me out on Instagram live. I will be live this week, one hour before kickoff on IG that's fantasy football underscore TCK pod dive in get your start sits if you have a trade deadline which is on sleeper this week hit me up let me know if you have any trade questions last minute I will help you out Yahoo coming up ESPN after that other platforms coming up in the next couple of weeks so make sure you fine-tune your rosters before the playoffs I'm your host Scott Guasco episode 304 in the books appreciate y'all have a wonderful safe and um, enjoyable weekend and best of luck in your fantasy matchups I am out of here Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.